You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Dan says, can you guys talk about the psychographics of wealthy entrepreneurs? What keeps them up at night? What do they want but don't have? What's the psychographic of the wealthy entrepreneur? Dude, I think it comes down to impact, honestly. Like they, they are like looking at how they can reach more people, how they can affect more change. And it's not really tied to dollars. Like we were talking about that just the other day. I do. We need to be reaching more people. We need to be writing more. We need to be speaking more. You want my answer to that? Yep. If there's something that keeps me up at night, I think every, everybody has a few perfect opportunities and I don't want to miss it. That's what keeps me up. I don't want to miss it. We're in a season of momentum. I'm not talking about an opportunity to like, I'm, I'm afraid that we're like the poor, like we're worried about money is almost zero, not because of our marketing skill, but because of like just mental our mental fortitudes off the charts. But Dan, to be honest, like we have an opportunity here to really take this and turn this into like big impact. I don't want to miss that opportunity. That's yeah. what that's that's the psychographic I think is like, man, we're in it. Like we're in the flow. I don't want to miss anything. I want to be yeah. beyond for this. You know, uh, what does your business need to be making monthly to be to start looking at real estate? This is Ryan Steinberg. How much money does he need to have to start looking at real estate? Dude, it totally depends on what else is going on in your business. How much money you have in the bank? Like, do you have people that you employ? Are your marketing system set up? So I mm-hmm. think. Steenberg, there's like more info needed. Yeah. It also depends on the opportunity. If you're at the place where you're like, man, I've got $250,000 in cash in the bank account and that will last me a year. I think it depends more on that. Like get to six months where you don't need to make more money. Six months would be the baseline, I think. And then you probably are in a position where you can afford to put some money elsewhere. Yeah. From a wealth building strategy, how do you personally weigh opportunity costs of funds, mental bandwidth, et cetera, in evaluating investment opportunities or business partnerships? You want me to hit this one first? Yeah. Again, opportunity cost depends on how much money you're making or how much fulfillment you're getting. You have to have, you have, to have two things when you're talking about opportunity costs. The first is, what's the opportunity of going over here? The second is, what is the opportunity of going over there? And then you compare them and the loss is your cost. Our opportunity cost might be a little bit different, but I'll give you an example. Me and Chris called me out this morning, which she loves to do because we just did the Wealth Secrets book. It's really successful. I think it's more successful than, than I thought it was going to be at the beginning. People are loving it. And this morning, I'm spending my time on the phone with Chris and Tommy trying to figure out a podcast thing. It's not my job. And it's someone else is already running with. And he's like, why are you, why are you doing that? Like you could be spending time writing more content or coming up with new ideas. Dude, the opportunity cost is insane. You got to know what the, what the runway is for what you're doing and then compare those. Anything you would add to that, Chris? Yeah. I would just say like, it can end up being tragic to where we, we made this mistake last year. Um, I don't think it was tragic because we were able to, to readjust, but we were just like a squirrel, man, like any opportunity. We were just like, oh yeah, we should do that. Oh, that sounds good. Let's just do that. Yeah. And we weren't at a place in our primary business where we could be removed. 
for 30 days and it just runs. So I think if you're there in your business, that's when you start looking at other opportunities. And our business is very, very healthy now. We've got amazing people, amazing processes and systems where we can now start entertaining you know, other opportunities, one of them primarily being real estate. 100%. Matt, dude, this is a question for you, Chris. What On the mindset subject, what are your favorite mindset books or audios? Honestly, dude, I love, I'm just like a big fan recently of Jim Rohn. So I'm going to give him a shout out. Jim Rohn, Ultimate Library, audiobook, his ambition one. You can grab those on Amazon. So I actually have my son reading right now the Mental Toughness book by Steve Siebold. It's good. What do you think? He loves it. He's 12. So Smart What about you? Uh, I think that's probably my favorite mindset book. Think It depends on what kind of energy you need. But energy is not just like, oh, I need more energy. You need to, it's like, it's like with food, you know, like you don't just eat food. You, you need to eat the kind of food that it matches the goal that you have, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and energy is the same way. And what I see is a lot of people don't know what kind of energy they need. If I'm like just uninspired and I'm like, y'all apathy, write down the word apathy. When you start feeling apathetic, you are in the most dangerous place you will ever be as an entrepreneur. Apathy is the most it's actually should be the most terrifying type of energy you have because that's when you just, you'll walk off a bridge and not even know you're walking off a bridge. When I'm there, I'm going to pull out something like Relentless, Tim Grover. I'm going to listen to Andy Frazella. I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah. And that's going to give me the, the darker kind of energy that's like, it just makes me mad. <laughs> I'm like, that'll pop you out of apathy. But then when it's like, man, when I want that long lasting, clean burning energy, that's just like, I could take challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge. That's all about reorienting my focus on the big picture. And Jim Rohn is great for that. Jim Rohn's philosophy on seasons is just like the best thing ever. So love that. I may have gone a little too in the weeds on that answer to that, but it's good, bro. Cool, cool. Let's go through some more questions. Here's a good one. What other business models besides a client business can still be good wealth building vehicles? You can answer that or you want me to? Oh, yeah, bro. I think just from princip- a principal standpoint, like it comes down to what's scalable. And so for me, um, you know, the info publishing, that's what I have a lot of experience in. You know, that's scalable. So I think that's a pretty solid business model in regards to like the frame and column of what we do here. Like I've never created an app and scaled that, but there have been really successful people that have done that, you know, or just physical products on Amazon. Definitely. Mentor of books or actions that have been the biggest catalysts in your mindset shifts. Today's been a big mm. one. He's, he's helped us a lot in terms of thinking long-term, just getting outside of our own narrow distortion fields. In fact, he might be the biggest. Um, I don't know about you, what you would say about that, Chris, but he's been a big one for me. Yeah, definitely a big one. Hell expensive, but Hell. definitely worth it. Yep. Alexis said, if you were to start a business today, what niche and skill would you focus on struggling to figure out an offer? Well, if, if it were me, like we would start helping people what we know how to do now. Uh, which it's is so easy, easy, man. Find someone who's got a pain. And fix the problem. Yeah. Easy. So you might just need to ask some people like, literally, wh- what is it that you hate about your business? And then go figure that out, how to do it, and then do it for them. There you go. If you can mastermind with anyone, this is a great question for Chris because Chris is a student of the greats, probably more so even than I am. If you can mastermind with anyone, I'm going to add this Whoa. dead or alive. Whoa. 
Oh my gosh. That just opens up a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say Albert Lasker, Claude Hopkins, Johnny Kennedy, not John F. Kennedy, Eugene Schwartz. You're basically all people that are dead. Gosh, dude. That's a great question. I'm getting a little tingly. It is a great question. Those are all great people. What if you just had to pick one, though? Just one? Yeah, just one, bro. I don't know, man. I can't pick one. I don't think I can do it. I would, I would pick John Rockefeller. That's who I would pick. I'd probably pick Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> what has helped you build your mental fortitude the most? Specific sources, if possible. Stoicism has been a big one for me. Stoicism. I think also me and Chris come from like Christian backgrounds, albeit like not, not the healthiest of Christian backgrounds. But I will say there is something to be said for being a spiritual person and mm-hmm. realizing that there are bigger things in your life besides one client asking for a refund. In fact, most of the issues yeah. you have are because you have zero perspective on the fact that like, dude, money is not going to last, you know, like you want to be a good steward of it. But for me, a lot of my mental fortitude comes from just the perspective of being like, you know, we're, we're here for a certain amount of years and we do the best that we can. And we, we owe it to everyone that we know to steward the time we have here. Well, but at the end of the day, man, like at one point we're going to keel over and die and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. A lot of fortitude. on, On that note, there's so much wisdom in the Bible, you know, which we both read, probably me more than you, but well, I don't read that <laughs> memorize. So <laughs> oh my whatever. Gosh. Yeah, that and and just going out and taking action, doing it, experiencing the problems. And we just get beat up all the time. Yeah. All the time. The more you get beat up, the more it's just like, man, you just get stronger. You break a bone and the bone regrows. But I think the problem is like most people are so juvenile. Yep. And that they get they break the bone and they will literally never climb the tree again. They get in a car wreck, they will never get in a car again. And so you don't have time to heal. Like you don't actually you get a scratch. You gotta capitalize on the investment of pain that you put into your growth journey. And if you just get hurt and you step out of the game, you've got a whole lot of equity that you never capitalized on because you be you may have gotten stronger, but you ran and you're never gonna make anything from it. And so mark my words, like Right now, the reason that our fortitude is as strong as it is, part of it is we've gotten beat up for three years, but we just keep going, man. Like, we're just like, cool, let's keep going. And that turns into like real muscle. Hope that helps. Nobody's saying nothing, whatever. Jay Abraham says, uh, ask better questions. Can you walk us through how you develop the skill set of asking better questions and what constitutes a great question? Well, to ask good questions, you have to be pretty self-aware. So I journal a lot. I'm always reading, I'm always journaling, and it's the most important question that you can ask, in my opinion. This is my opinion, which means there's a 100% chance that it's correct. The greatest question you can ask is, what do you want? Yeah. People don't know what they want. So if you can answer that question, then what's the next question? How do I get it? Then you can ask that Then what's the next question? Who already has it? Then the next question is, how do I get access to them? You see all the, the first question is the most important. You got to be able to answer that. Then you go to the next one, then the next one, then the next one. So it's definitely a sequence. Yeah, people ask questions from being in the weeds versus zooming out and looking to the future of like, what's the outcome? 
That's damn good southern cooking right there, Buff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My grandma couldn't. My grandma's got nothing on that, man. I was like, chicken and waffles right there, bro. All right. In the book, you mentioned study on kinesiology and formative causation. You used that to talk about how we can improve thoughts, create energy waves we can measure and rates. You said that wasn't enough time to talk more about it in the book. Could you talk about it now and how it relates to wealth now? Absolutely. There's two good books that I would recommend you pick up and study on this. The first is Power Versus Force. The second is Levels of Energy. Power Versus Force, Google it, Levels of Energy. Both of them are on Amazon. And I grew up in a world chiropractors. And I remember from an early age going in to get adjusted. And my uncle, who actually just passed away about a month ago, he would scare the living daylight out of me because I was just a kid. And he had, uh, he had this room set up where he would go in and he would like try to push your arm down. You put your arm out to the side, you push it down. And then he would have like my mom would touch my shoulder and then he wouldn't be able to push it down. And that was my first experience with like kinetic energy and energy transference. And I, it wasn't until like the last two years that I actually, all those memories came back and I started like connecting all of the dots. And the studies that are out right now show that there are actual vibrations that come out of somebody's thinking that not only improves or disempowers other people, but it actually strengthens or weakens the body. We're going off into the weeds right now, but this is one of my favorite topics. And an athlete, if an athlete thinks about his team, he runs faster than he thinks if he thinks about the championship because pride is a lower level of energy than service, which is higher. And the higher you are on that scale of energy, the better your body performs, the better the people around you perform. So as it relates to wealth, what that means is you're not going to be able to watch the news every night and create wealth. It's just not going to work. There's so many negative vibes that are coming at you all the time. And you're out here trying to really build something for yourself and for other people and focus on service. And then you're constantly in an environment where the vibrations, and mark my words, you're getting vibrations out of the TV, energy transference at a level that we have never, ever, ever understood before. It's not just being in the same room. When you read Wealth Secrets, you're getting a level of energy from the book. Wild shit. And so you got to make sure your inputs are in alignment with the type of energy that you need. Long story short, fastest way to generate wealth, get around some people who are wealthy. It doesn't have to be physical. It can be in a mastermind. Fastest way to get your body in shape, get around people who are physically in good shape. It, can, it doesn't even have to be in, in person. It can be online. Let me know if there are specific questions on top of that. Hey, Chris, snap, snap, bro. So uh, Jennifer says, do you have any advice on how to find a good business partner? Someone whose values in all areas align with yours as you two seem to have. Saw <laughs> 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 you, bro. What was that? No, we do align on our values, but we, do, we, we argue all the time. We're always we getting are- into it. I think that you have to find someone who is working as hard as you, has as big a vision as you. And then obviously, you know, the the values is important. Uh, I think where people make the mistake in getting a partner is they settle with someone who just doesn't have the pace and speed, you know, the same as as they do. So that's where when I first connect, because I've had partnerships in the past that weren't good. I was the one that reached out to Chris and you didn't want a partner. Remember that? At first, yeah, I didn't. 
So I was like, dude, this guy's successful. His clients are bigger than mine are. And he was like, eh, eh. So I just went on and did my own thing. Now I was making more money in a month than he was in a year. And I was like, bro, you want to change your mind? You want to change your mind, Bobby, bro? Here we go. (sighs) Oh, man. Hey, another thought on that. I think there are a lot of people that are in partnerships. And you got to know when to hold them. (laughs) Dude, you're laughing because it's true. Dude, just be honest. And when to hold them. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you know. And the most dangerous thing you can do is this weird sunk cost bias. It's like, if any of you are married and you're like, well, I hate this woman, but might as well stay with her because I've already invested the time and I don't think I can find anyone better. That's a horrible relationship. Yep. You know, you don't want to do that with a business partner either. And so, you know, when me and Chris get into a disagreement, we just battle it out. And there's a level of maturity there now that's just like, you know, we're going to figure it out and we might even disagree, but we're going to come to a place of unity for our team and for our people and our market. And so, but there are clients that we've had that's just like, this is the wrong person and you know, it's the wrong person and they know it's the wrong person, but you guys are just (laughs) carrying on, carrying on. That's not good either. True. Jim Rohn says, what are your thoughts on network marketing as a business vehicle? I think network marketing can be a great way to spread a message, but as someone who is a business owner, using network marketing is probably not the way to go. Like if you want to start a business in network marketing, no. You just can't control it. I don't think you have enough control to really be safe there. Yep. Jan says, what female thought leaders have your attention? Currently? Mm-hmm. I'll just think about it. Do you have anybody top of mind? Yeah, like the classics, Oprah. Just kidding, bro. Like, first thought that comes to mind is like, you got like Amanda Bond. She's a thought leader. I think she's killing it right now. You've got the the big names, Brittany Brown, Tori Doobie. We have some crazy, like, female rock stars who are making some waves. I do think, though, that, and this is going to be, I'm going to say this, even though I, there are probably people who are going to be like, confused i think that there is a significant gap for female thought leaders to step up and take some leadership we need more of them it's my opinion we need more we need more moms who are like fantastic leaders of their families but they are also to me there's just and it's not an equality thing i don't think it's an equality thing i think the opportunity is there sure there are people that are like weird and sexist especially out in north carolina but uh, when it comes down to it, not a lot of guys understand how difficult it is to be a mom and or a woman in today's day and age. And that gives you power. You realize that power comes from freaking being crushed. Power comes from resistance. Power comes from disadvantages. And women have had a lot of disadvantages over the last hundred years. Like they have. And so what that should be is that should turn into strength. And I think we're, list, we're missing some powerhouse rock star female leaders that could step up and take it. And I don't know what the answer is because I'm not a woman and I don't really, I don't really know outside of like encouraging and inspiring and empowering and making room, you know, like I think it's something that we, we should talk more about. Yeah. I, 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 don't know what you're I think about. that, um, I mean, there's, there's people that care, are, man. 
All Chris wants is Missy to be cooking barefoot in the kitchen. That's all Chris cares about. <laughs> wow. That's not North, true, guys. It's not like North Carolina, guys. It's dangerous. You're a woman. Don't move to North Carolina. Unbelievable. I don't even want to hear. I don't even tell you like the obscenities I've heard walking around Nashville. Bull crap, dude. It's the safest city in the world. That's <laughs> such a lie. Back to you. Dude, Misty's no, on here. Misty, Misty's what up? Mama, Mama Bear in the house. Mama Bear in the house. Noise. Yeah, I think there's a real opportunity, like you said, for, for the ladies to step up. I think that they are undervalued, underappreciated, underutilized. And I would love to see more of the ladies can own it and just steal the dudes. Dude, another, another woman thought leader that I really, 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 really respect is uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Have you heard yes. of her? Yeah. Dude, this woman is brilliant, dude. Like, she is so freaking smart. And, she wrote uh, the mindset. The turn your brain yeah. on. Turn, switch your brain on. Yes. Something like switch that, your yeah. Brain on. She's like a neuroscientist. Yeah. Uh, she's like way smarter than all of us combined. Study her material because it's really good. And it's fascinating, too. Like, she gets into a lot of, like, stuff that's similar to Maxwell Maltz, but she's just a doctor and she's helped a lot of people. Jan says, yep. thanks for this conversation. hundred percent. I've learned so much from our uh, female clients in the last year. 2018 was a big learning lesson for me on just the differences between like masculine and feminine energy. And it's not even a boy girl thing. It's just like how you operate. Like is your modus operandi, you just default to masculine, which is very dangerous. Or is it you just always default to feminine, which is very dangerous. The yin and yang is like the most important. You got to have that balance of both. So we'll probably talk about I'd it. I'd say though, like just just to end on this, a big thing is our wives, dude. Like they're not out there as thought leaders. But you guys probably don't realize how much we are affected by our wives. Just their their principles, their thoughts on when we're dealing with issues, their wisdom. And then that gets translated. And you guys see a lot of that. So personally I'd say I'll give them like mad props. Thank you guys for hopping on. Chris, any last Glad words? Glad you guys are here. Love you. All right. See you guys. Peace.